0: I can't really sing.
1: You're listening to the NBA Outsiders podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy and I am one of your three hosts tonight. Joining me in a moment will be John Lucas Duffy and Frank Villani. We're missing our man Justin Babb. He might just be a little too excited. That his Eagles made the Super Bowl. But without further ado, the NBA Outsiders are back. Basketball hasn't stopped, but you haven't heard some of your favorite little NBA voices out here on the NBA Outsiders podcast since 2017 now. It's been a little bit, but you know what? We launched the NBA podcast with the start of the season. Now we're back. We're going to try to bring some new, fresh content for 2018 to really ride out the rest of this NBA season because it's starting to heat up. The rumor mill's heating up. The All-Star game is here. We got LeBron and Steph picking teams. And we're gonna have some fun with that tonight or to, and tomorrow morning, whenever you're listening. Thank you though for listening to the NBA outsiders podcast. Very soon we'll be opening our own feed. So you can subscribe, rate, and review that one when we open it up. But as always, thank you for listening. But without further ado, I need to bring in my guys. John Lucas Duffy. It's been a minute since we've been talking ball on the podcast. How you doing, man?
2: Bro, I've been good. This is what what a hell of a week to come back with all the uh LeBron Drama in Cleveland. Fucking if anyone has listened to this podcast before, they know I'm I'm a Kevin Love guy. I've been a Kevin Love guy and he needs to get the hell out of Cleveland. He needs to just demand a trade. I'm I'm sick and tired of this. I want to get this out of the way now. So we're gonna to have to talk about it later. Free my man Kevin Love.
1: Whoa. You just like wow. You know what? I just like I expected a nice little conversation, you know, P it's been it's been a minute, and you just come out. With two takes off the hot off the bat, hot. I thought you were going direction Kevin Love is like, you know the problem like all the Cavs are making it seem like they're, they're 148 points were all given up by Kevin Love. But then you went opposite. You're saying he needs to get out for his own good.
2: Yeah, fuck. I saw he got knocked on the ground. He got elbowed in the face by someone. I forget. Uh, and then I think it was Lamarcus Aldridge when they played the Spurs. And then Jay Crowder literally did the AI step over on Kevin Love to go get the ball out of the net, and inbound it, and just left my dude hanging. He needs to get the fuck out of there.
1: All right, and now that's two Fs already. We just started. Two minutes and 30 seconds into the podcast. You dropped two already, man. What if there's kids listening?
2: Then they should know what it looks like when someone's being bullied. This is this is an education for all you kids out there. You treat people the way Cavaliers treat Kevin Love, you're a bully.
1: All right, you really spun that around. You haven't even let your boy Frank get in here. Frank Vellani, what up, man?
0: What's good, PD. How you doing, my man?
1: You sound way more chill than Duff is right now. Like, it's not even close. Uh, I'm not
0: I'm not trying to, you know, get my panties up in a bunch before I start, you know, recording some hot basketball takes. I feel um, that, man. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to have a good time, hang out with some good folks, talk some ball. That's it.
1: And that's what we're doing today, man. And in light of the NBA All-Star Draft, which oh, no. no one was privileged oh. enough to see or hear or anything, we just got to know there was a conference call between Steph LeBron and I'm sure some other people. We're going to do our own form, but the difference between us and everybody else is that we're actually going to do our our draft live, so we're going to make a little twist on this year's NBA draft for the All-Star game, because what do people really like to talk about when it comes to All-Star weekend? All the damn snubs who didn't make the team, your favorite guy on your team who didn't make it, and the guy who should have made it last year and didn't make it again. Can you believe that? Two years in a row. People on Twitter be complaining. Oh my goodness, it drives me nuts sometimes, but it's also really fun. To see who people think should be All-Star sometimes. So our little twist on the NBA All-Star draft. We're going to play with the NBA All-Snubs. Or the NBA eh, Eh-Stars. Depends how you look at it. All the guys who don't get enough love because they're playing second fiddle to a star. Or they're just playing in a small market and no one watches them ball out. And we're going to show them the love that they deserve. When we do our All-Snub selection. It's going to be Team Duff versus Team Frank. Are you guys ready for this?
0: Oh yeah! Hell yeah! I'm About to wreck
1: this fool. So Duff, I want you to give a little breakdown. Cause I just gave a mini intro to what we're talking about here. Why do the NBA outsiders care about the All Snubs or the A Stars? And what makes a good good a good A Star?
2: We're because we're outsiders, and we we're the NBA outsiders. We need to pick the outsiders of the league, the the forgotten guys during this time of year who. Not all-stars, not snubs, but still the guys you love to watch night in, night out because you're that league pass expert and you're just like, oh, the the Suns are on tonight. I wonder how Devin Booker's doing. Oh, uh, you know, the the Knicks are on tonight. Is Tim Hardaway going to go off? Is Dennis Schroeder – like I was watching Utah versus Atlanta and Dennis Schroeder's popping off. You, just, just guys like that, guys you know that you have a history with, that you have a lot of fun with. Those are the guys you bring to the table for for my Stars. That's what I'm looking for.
1: I love it. And, Frank, we also talked about this, and uh, there's certain guys who don't exactly fit the all-star, I mean, the all-snub or the Star material. Those are the people who are actually the realest snubs, right? So in this rank, who are we excluding? Like people like Paul George, are we counting them?
0: No, we're going to – anybody who's ever been to an all-star game, uh, we're going to just eliminate them for – for argument's sake, just keep it nice and easy. Keep the parameters equal for both sides. So guys like Paul George, Kemba uh, Walker, Drummond, Mello, guys like that that have been on all-star teams before but aren't this year are are no-go. Even guys like Chris Paul, too. Yeah, uh,
1: those, guys, like those guys are just like, they're no fun. They don't belong in a game with the friggin' Spencer Dinwiddies of the world. Like they, that's, not, that's not what we're doing here. We're talking about the guys who deserve the love, who need it, who don't get it enough.
0: Yeah, it's not about the guys who've been there, done that, and you know, for whatever reason, aren't there this season. It's about the guys who, who are constantly overlooked year after year.
1: And maybe, just maybe, a few rookies can sneak their way onto this list. But we're gonna get into that a little bit later on, because there's a bunch of other stuff that's going on crazy in the NBA world right now. Um, and real quick, because it's three NBA fans. I know Frank likes baseball as well. I'm like, whatever about it. You know, people call like the MLB offseason like the hot stove or whatnot, or like whenever there's rumors, it's the MLB hot stove. Like, we're not even close to the NBA trade deadline yet. None of these talks are even real, and the NBA trade deadline season is already more hot than the hot stove. It's crazy. Like, people try to act like anything lives up to the trade talk hype of the NBA. It's not even close.
2: Yeah, I don't even know anything about what's going on in MLB offseason right now.
0: I mean, that's a shame because baseball is a good sport, but I'm here to talk I'm, basketball.
2: I'm not dis- I'm not trying to disparage it.
0: It's just like oh, I'm trying I to feel like every
2: winter there's there's like a big storyline, and this year it's just completely overshadowed.
1: No, nah, I'm trying to disparage it. I'm being outright. You guys are being soft right now. Duff, that's not yeah, the Duff I, mean, I know, man. I mean, I don't want to get into the this, Red Sox get J.D.
2: Martinez yet? That's all I care about. <laughs>
0: what? I mean – the, th- the thing, though, like, you're wrong. Like, people freaked out when Giancarlo left. That was it. That was the, that was the- oh, true. The John yeah. The Giancarlo thing was uh, it. There, there's a lot going on in the MLB hot stove, so I'm not going to throw any shade. Um would be respectable. But I'm just going to say one of the things that makes the NBA, or I guess we'll call it the hot stove as well, the thing that makes the NBA hot stove is, is Twitter, man. Twitter just blows up. Uh, the internet is full of trade machines for some reason, and people just go on there and try to match salaries and players and make up a bunch of crazy things and tweet them at analysts and say, what do you think? What do you think? And uh kind of just snowballs at hand, honestly. I'm kind of, I don't know. I've seen some ridiculous ones. It's pretty funny. I like the people who troll.
1: Yeah, I seen like a four-team trade the other day that sent Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Eric Bledsoe all to the Cavs and then sent like Derrick Rose and Isaiah Thomas out and it was just like absolutely outrageous. And it was like... Uh, who, who says no? Yeah, who says no? <laughs> who says no? Exactly says that. that Speaking of trades though, we got team a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers that is fully expected to be in some sort of trade talk. And now George Hill could be a Cav by the time this podcast is out, right? Like, it's Thursday night right now. We're going to post this overnight into Friday morning. By, like, the time anyone listens on a Friday afternoon, maybe, George Hill can be a Cav. That can happen at any moment. I don't know. But they're going to be making a move some way, somehow. But beyond what move they may or may not make, Frank Duff already told us how, how he feels a little bit. So, Frank, what the hell's going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers, man? And, like, It's easy to say, ah, LeBron, we're not worried, yada, yada, yada. But this is, like, this is some crazy stuff, no?
0: Nah, not crazy at all. I'm going with my tried and true. I did it last time when you guys were freaking out about the Cavs. I'm not worried. Um, I know somebody threw a stat into our group chat the other day, like, LeBron's got one of the, or might be the worst, plus, minus, in, like, the last five days of games. Of
1: his career, yeah. And and in January.
0: Yeah, and, uh... I, I don't know, I just feel like he's a little bit tired of having to be I think he has to be more than he bargained for on this team right now because they aren't as good as the Warriors or teams that they're trying to compete for for the championship. So I think he's been, you know, overextended the past few years. He's finally scored thirty thousand. I think LeBron's just, you know, taking a step back and relaxing for a sec. I have
2: Yeah, he's you know. too busy to he's too busy patting himself on the back to play defense.
0: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, is I saw a couple of graphics about how bad the Cavs' defense has been in with with Isaiah Thomas and Kevin Levin at the same time. So, you know, it could just be a matter of getting familiar with each other. Um, Isaiah definitely doesn't have as much time with his new team as other guys do in other places. So, you know, a learning curve is almost to be expected, and it's the Cavaliers with LeBron James. You know he's going to shorten that. That uh, learning curve down pretty much, but I think everybody's got to chill out. They had the this is the same concern last year that everyone was worried they couldn't defend anything, but came playoff time they didn't lose a single game until the, the conference finals. So, I
1: I have two things with the Cavs now. One is I like like you Frank, I am not that worried because a I think they do have a switch they can turn on even if it's not as up as like they could last year. They can still turn a switch and turn it up. And then also, B, I'm not as impressed by the Celtics as I was, you know, a month and a half ago. Uh, I'm I'm more impressed by the Raptors, to be quite honest. And if we're talking about a, a playoff where it's the Celtics, Raptors, or Cavs is the clear favorite, I still see them knocking off the Cavs, I mean the Celtics or Raptors, at any moment in any playoff series, home court advantage or not. So on one hand, I'm not that worried. What worries me, actually, is the likes of J.R. Smith being a shell of himself, which is like... A shell of J.R. Smith, what is that? Because it's not like he's something crazy anyway. Tristan Thompson's a shell of himself. Jay Crowder's a shell of himself. Isaiah Thomas ain't comfortable at all. Now there's all this drama. I mean, stuff like this happens with LeBron's teams literally every single year, so we shouldn't be shocked by any of this. But uh, there's some non-LeBron issues that his turn up in the playoffs just might not be able to swing around. But also, I'm still putting my money on the Cavs to win the East. So, eh, that's really it. Duff, do you have anything to say about that?
2: Um... Not really. They're still my pick to win the East. And the one thing I'll say is that they will get swept by the Warriors if it's like this. Cause they oh, just 100%. they just they're a really bad defensive team and they don't have any good defensive players. Like Jay Crowder is not what he was. And everyone's pointing fingers at Isaiah. It's like they were really bad. And then they added a guy who was five foot eight. You knew he was bad on defense. I don't know why everyone is like, Wow, look how historically terrible they are. It's like it's like, well, this has kind of been the case for a year now, so.
0: Yeah, I actually just wanted to make a quick point. Uh, you mentioned the Raptors, and I've been seeing a couple of things about them and how good a season DeRozan's having. Um, I don't know if this is a hot take at all, but, like, I personally believe that if, if they go to the playoffs again and just club, just, like, way underperform and disappoint everybody, like, is it time? Like, it's, I think it's time to... You got to do something now, either either Lowry or DeRozan. I would keep DeRozan, but I don't know, you know, logistics behind it. But
1: are you saying from the organization standpoint or from the DeRozan Lowry standpoint? Because I I think Lowry made it clear he was trying to get to San Antonio already this year. <laughs> you know, like he he might have had one foot out the door, even though I think he's all bought in and he's an All Star and he's having a good year. Are you talking like I, I organizational? Think, I
0: think more, I'm talking more from the organization standpoint. Like they've been there now gonna be like the fifth like fifth year it seems like where they got the same core same roster going in and and they just always underperform if they do it again i feel like it's time to move on their, you
1: know? their second their they're all snubs and their ass stars are actually kind of different this year that's kind of why i like them because like i think tomorrow DeRozan. i've been preaching this on twitter i actually had somebody call me out saying i'm a big well I must be a big demar DeRozan guy which is funny because i like Threw him shade before the season started and said like not impressed last year and he turned his game up a new level and sh- shooting threes and distributing the ball and whatever but their are stars and Andre they're all snubs. <laughs> I I had him higher high ranked. I was tight, yeah, because Demar Derozan he he blew it last year. But whatever, that's besides the <laughs> point. Um, there, the Nor- Norman Powell is like not even one of their better bench players anymore. People like Fred VanVleet, Serge Ibaka, Jonas Valanciunas. Even Delon Wright, these guys are playing very well for Toronto, and mixing that in with Larry and uh, and DeRozan, I mean, in the regular season right now to this point, like they go toe to toe with anybody in the East. Obviously, I think they're the best team in the in the East right now, and I they go toe to toe with anybody in the West outside of the Warriors and the Rockets because they're on their own level. But I don't know, I'm impressed.
2: Shout out uh, OG, what's his name? OG Ananobi. Ananobi. Hell An- yeah. An- yeah. An- I, know, I always struggle over that.
1: Future Astar. Oh, Future yeah, Astar for sure. An-
2: He's going to be a big time Astar in like two years.
1: Big 3 and D guys, OG Ananobi. Uh, but real quick, before we get over to our picks, to our Astars and all snubs, I figured it would be just polite to to mention the teams that Steph Curry and LeBron James chose this, uh, this week. So just to, just to run through it quickly, some notables on Curry's team is that he has you know Joel Embiid and James Harden, also Dame Lillard, Kyle Lowry, and from his team, the only other warrior on Steph's team is Klay Thompson. Um and then on LeBron's team it has some bigger names. So on LeBron's team you got Boogie and Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and the shocking Kevin Love pick from LeBron James trying to maybe mend some relationships. And then the all-time all-star MVP, the try-hard, the go-hard, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> you guys have That's any a, thoughts on uh, Kyrie on LeBron's team and Kevin Love on LeBron's team and Kevin Durant like, on LeBron's team? I What's like going Curry's on?
0: Kyrie's trying to make a point with his team. I think he intentionally drafted the smaller names and the guys who were just getting there because he wants to put a show on himself and show everybody that, you know what, I'm the guy. It's not LeBron's league, movie, but, you know. That's just an opinion, and uh, yeah, I think LeBron's team is going to
1: smoke them. Actually,
0: and also, dude, I think
2: it would have been a lot of fun. A great what if was DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis if they were on separate teams. That would have been a lot of fun to watch them go head to head. Just these two great big men, all NBA big men starters. on the same team. They they actually get to play each other, play against each other once in the whole season. That would have been a lot of fun. That's my if we could do a redraft. That's
1: the number one thing I would change. I, I like that because you know what they're both got they both got voted in as starters too, which is right. You know, the Warriors got two starters as well. Uh, no one else got two starters other than the New Orleans Pelicans, which is so funny. How I heard this on the NBA uh, Ringer NBA show. How Pelicans is it to have two NBA All Star starters and be like two games over five hundred?
0: <laughs> so Pelican, <laughs> it's, it's
2: so bizarre.
1: And also, uh, are we happy that Kyrie's on LeBron's team, so we have to see them interact, like, or, or is that weird?
0: honestly don't
1: care. <laughs> I feel there. that,
2: Frank. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is a lot more interesting than if he wasn't on the team because now he's going to have to like hang out with LeBron, be with him on the bench and in the huddles. Take and in a the picture, locker. right? Rather than just like kind of facing him on the court, then it's you can kind of keep it all business on a certain level, but you're supposed to. Your team, you're supposed to be, like, joking around. Like, Steph Curry was joking with Russ Westbrook one year about, like, yo, if you throw me a lob, it's got to be on this side. That's the only hand I could dunk with. Like, stuff like that. Like, people being friendly. I can't imagine that being friendly. That's just, like, it's hanging out with your ex who's still in your friend group, and it's just, it's just kind of weird. And even
1: uh, even yeah. Russ and KD last year, that little alley-oop give-and-go thing they did.
0: Yeah, and uh, they're on the same team again this year. So... Maybe we'll see a little bit
1: more of that. I, I'm just yeah. saying, man. Like, I got to, Like, if, even if I'm not watching it live, like, really bought in at the moment. Say I'm busy, I got something going on. Like, I'm definitely keeping up with it. Like, I need to. I need to kind of feel what's going on with this. I don't know if you guys are interested in All Star Game and All Star Weekend, but I like keeping a tab on it. Man, it's fun. I like them. I like to see the, the greats uh, just interact. You know, see how they act amongst their peers, amongst amongst the best.
2: That's the part I like the best. Is less so of the game and more of the body language and internet inter- and interactions between plays and how they communicate with each other just to see players. Once you get players of this IQ together, you like people who have never played a game together. will just do some weird stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's like they read each other's minds just cause they're on the next level as far as basketball mind is concerned.
1: For sure. And uh, you know what? We got to get moving. We got to get to these stars and all snubs, but I'm gonna get sentimental real quick, man, because this is a, this is like an NBA outsiders moment right here. I feel like everybody who considers them an outsider of the NBA, someone who loves it, but just, you know, we're not we're not in it. We're outsiders. They had those moments where you'd watch reruns of like old dunk contests or old All Star games, and you see guys like you know whether it was Tim Duncan and Shaq or you know guys of that of that generation. You maybe the older ones, MJ and and uh, Dominique Wilkins, like. Those moments were so cool growing up watching them on TV. So I always try to think of things like this in that context. Like what's going to happen in 20 years when they show like highlights of the 2018 like NBA season, you know, and they put, they show something about like Kyrie and LeBron the first year after they broke up and this shows them whatever, either be bitter or make a joke, whatever. Like that stuff's legendary. It goes down in the books. I I love those moments.
2: And I think this could be a little bit more personal for the captains because as far as the, the guys you were playing with before, they just happen to be in your conference, whatever. Steph and LeBron, the two best players in the NBA, or the two most popular players, at least, uh, they chose you. So now it's on them to be like, "All right, this is my team. I'm confident in my team to win," you know, stuff like that.
1: It's it's a it's it's kind of some there's some pride on the line here. I like it, man. I'm tuned in. But that's that's enough about that. We got to keep moving. We got to get this thing on the roll. So this is how we're gonna do this. I'm gonna announce the names, the nominations, and then our guys Duff and Frank are gonna choose their teams. Obviously, not East versus West because that's how they're changing it now. Gonna have some fun with it, and we're gonna have Team Duff, which is the NBA All Stars, versus Team Frank, the NBA All Snubs, or as Frank likes to call them, the NBA Astars. Stars. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but without further ado, I'm gonna start off announcing some of the West names of the NBA as stars. Lou Williams, Devin Booker, Tyreek Evans, and Derek Favors. First four named in no specific order. Lou Williams, Devin Booker, Tyreek Evans, and Derek Favors. The only one that sounds a little bit iffy there is Derek Favors. Duff, I know that was one of your nominations. Back up why Derek Favors is on this list.
2: Uh, he has been holding it down this year in Utah while while Gobert has been in and out. While Gobert was out, he's actually putting up some really really solid numbers, almost double double every night. And I just feel like he's a guy who never kind of made it to where everyone thought he would be when he was drafted, as far as potential is concerned and all that. And he got overshadowed by Gobert. So to me, that's perfect. But he's still like a solid, he's still a solid professional basketball player. So to me, that's that's all the makings of an
1: All Star. I love it. I mean, I'm a jazz guy, just, you know that. Just
2: fit. Like, being an A-Star, sometimes it's, it's less about stats and more about just how, how their vibe as a player. Like, shout out Joe Ingles, a snub from my A-Stars list. <laughs>
1: he's a snub who, from the A-Stars.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I just love watching that guy because he's crafty, he's a lefty, he's like high IQ, can shoot the three. He's Shoots like, like a— 45%. A white Boris Diao. I just enjoy watching his game. <laughs>
1: But he's only averaging like
2: eight or nine points, so it's it's like eh, it's kind of hard to put him on.
1: There. I, you know what? I agree, and I think he would have made it if he had that uptick when Gordon Hayward left, when Rodney Hood didn't like step up super hard. You you almost wanted Joe Ingles to shoot more. I know when I watch the Jazz, all I think is like this dude shoots forty five percent from three. Yo, Ingles just just start chucking. You can do it. You have the right to shoot. I don't know if Quin Snyder tells him not to, or like he just naturally doesn't shoot that much. But man, he knock he's knocked down. It's That's t-
2: what I'm talking about though. He doesn't want to step up and be that guy cause he's an An star and he knows it. He knows his role.
1: And you know what an NBA ass star can do. They step up when their guys go down and you know who did that it was Lou Williams. Frank, you got any words about sweet Lou and how he was almost actually an all star.
0: So yeah, actually, um, just like a little side mention, I guess, uh, somebody who would have been in this years past, but probably not this year. Um, Jamal Crawford is probably Hall of Fame as star player. Um, and that's who I think of when I think of Lou Will. But Lou Will actually has all star numbers this year and has been super impressive and arguably the best scorer on his team. Uh, even though they're, you know, decimated with injuries and all that, and they play a lot of young guys like Javoon Evans and uh Dornwell. But um I don't know, man. It's been impressive, to say the least.
1: For sure. I mean, he's just taking over games, man. He's dropping 30 points. He went toe-to-toe with the Warriors. He's hitting late shots. He's doing Didn't stuff he's he always dropped done. did
0: he drop 50-burger on the Warriors? He, dropped, he did.
1: He did drop 50, right?
0: That's what I'm saying, man. That's, that's some legit stuff. And, I mean, before this year, really, when he's been on this, you know, injury-riddled team, he's been a bench guy who just goes out there and gets buckets. But yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I think just of all the guys we have
0: on this list, I'd say he's probably the actual biggest snub in terms of where his numbers are at and, you know, actually making the team. I think if he was in the Eastern Conference, he would have had a better chance of maybe making this team. I think being in, from the Western Conference with the votes hurt him.
2: I think a lot of people out there are saying the same thing. This guy's an all-star snub. He's not an all star. But quick stipulation for all of you, the one rule we had is, the, per- the people on this list could can never have been an All-Star. So if
0: you were an All-Star even once, you're done. Yeah, no, I wasn't trying to, like, throw shade like that. I was just trying to say, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know who's getting the number one pick, but I know if I do, it's probably the guy I'm going with.
1: Whoa, maybe you're just trying to play some mind games with Duff right now. Who knows? We shall see. But let's keep this thing moving. we got more guys to announce. The next four nominations coming out of the West are Clint Capella, Kyle Anderson, Larry Nance Jr. and Will Barton. So Duff was. Are you? A, were you the Larry Nance nominator?
2: I was a Larry Nance nominator. Can you
1: back that up for me? Because all I see that man do is dunk.
2: Exactly. That's classic athletic and star. So just someone who you see him on the highlight reel every night, just tossing down dunks. Even though he's averaging nine points, seven rebounds, you think that's not great. But he's got a steal and a half. He's throwing down highlight dunks. So. People are always talking about Julius Randle throwing him into trade deals, all that young potential, blah, blah, blah. Larry Nance Jr. is already 25, is his third year. That man is an ant star, and he's an he's gonna be an ant star for life. And I just like, again, just the feel of this guy. You you see, you see other guys who are on this list like Tyreek Evans, Devin Booker, uh, those guys are Clint Capella, those guys are no no-brainers. You gotta get, you gotta get some nitty-gritty in that team. Some guys who wanna do the dirty work.
1: I feel you. That was pretty good, actually. I thought I was gonna try to fight you on that because I was gonna say like, "Come on, man. There's gotta be more guys in the West you could have nominated." Like Larry Nance Jr. Like he's all hype, like he's all just highlight dunks. But my man works his ass off on the court. He rebounds as hard as he could. He he actually uh, in a couple games, you know, he'll he'll go face to face with some bigs on defense. At uh, so try his best. So shout out Larry Nance Jr. Um, but Frank, I'll hop over to you. There's a guy on this list who I just mentioned. A big fan. Uh, you're a big fan of his. And that's Willie Hi, B. Buckets. Willie B. Why is uh, your boy Willie Barton an Astar?
0: Will Barton is another guy, kinda like the Lou William comparison I say. He, he kind of comes from the the uh Jamal Crawford kind of thread of players. Like uh he just comes off the bucket cold and gets scorching hot. You know, he sees one thing hit the bottom of the net and he just he ignites. He's a crowd guy. I know that. The crowd in Denver loves when he gets in. He attacks the basket. He's a good transition player. He's just super entertaining, really athletic, can do it all, really. Good defender, just solid player uh, all around. I don't see a team in the NBA that couldn't benefit from having a guy like Will Barton coming off the bench.
1: I mean, listen to this. Just like the straight old-school traditional stat line right here. 14 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists from, you know, your combo shooting point guard type guy. Like, come on, how do you beat that? A guy who can drop 25 on any night, he averages 14. Four assists a game? Like, I know Denver runs, like, a free swing in offense where, like, nobody really is making the most assist-worthy passes because the ball's just moving and moving and moving and there's no true, true point guard. But he's coming off – does he start? He starts sometimes, I think, but mostly off the bench. 14 points, five rebounds, four assists. That's impressive. I like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Big time electricity pick right there. I feel like – Feel like that's your nitty gritty. You could have, you could have went with somebody better than uh, Larry Nance on that one. Just my opinion, my opinion.
1: And my last shout before we shout out our next uh, group of four, the last four nominations from the West. I want to say something about Kyle Anderson because, like you said before, Clint Capella is kind of the obvious one, right? He's been having a really good year. He's still young. He has a chance to be an actual All Star one day. He's not there yet. The next guy was Kyle Anderson. He just feels that, like on this team, come on, there has to be one spot just chalked up for the San Antonio Spurs, right? They they uh-huh. embody the all-snub. Unless Kawhi Leonard's out there. Well, LaMarcus Aldridge, again, this year, he's been fantastic. But literally, the rest of their team could be an ass Like, that's just the Spurs. They're full of these guys who play the game the right way, have their skills that they they uh, really get the best out of. And Kyle Anderson is like that playmaker who's so slow, but for some reason is slippery, Euro step, fadeaways, great passing. And he's kind of a tough um, matchup defensively because he's so long and he's pretty strong. So shout out Kyle Anderson. I mean, he's a big part of the Spurs being in the float and still in the top half of the West.
2: Yeah. I said I had to cut Joe Angles and he had that kind of Boris Diaw but lefty tor- sort of game. Kyle Anderson is the reincarnation of Boris. And in any given night, he can get you like five steals. He's on my fantasy team now. It's crazy. I just, he, he's gotten the last. Ten games, I think he's had three games with five steals.
0: Wow, he's um, he's also on the uh, All NBA uh, nickname list right now. Slow mo, that Slow-mo. is a, that is a phenomenal nickname. It's he's almost like that nickname in high school. Too. Yeah, man, that's a that's a great nickname.
1: And he's got like that, that stat line where it's like eight point six rebounds, three assists. It's like, eh. but yeah. that means any night he's getting somewhere from, you know, maybe he's only scoring five points, but on the night he scores five points, he gets six assists. You know, he's that type of guy. And it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to watch him move around the Spurs and facilitate. It's, it's very interesting.
2: Dude, three games ago, he had ten points, three blocks, five steals, three assists, eight rebounds. What more do you want from your second unit point guard? That's just filling up the stat line, just doing a little of everything.
1: Speaking of doing a little bit of everything, we got a little bit of everything in the last four of the West. We have the last four nominations out of the West, Drew Holiday, Stephen Adams, Donovan Mitchell makes the cut, and Eric Gordon. So Donovan Mitchell's a rookie here, making this with a bunch of guys who are either like grizzled vets, guys who are still coming up, but all snubs nonetheless. Donovan Mitchell, great rookie year. One of the few actually challenging Ben Simmons for the Rookie of the Year candidacy. Duff, how's this guy make the list? Pete, this
2: you actually put this guy on the list. I'm going to throw it back to you because you're the you're the resident jazz fan. All this right. is your boy. You put him on the list. I want to hear you talk about your boy.
1: That's actually super fair. He's one of the I only put 4 guys on uh, this combined total list. So, I will stick up for my man Donovan Mitchell and this is why he's an all-star. I mean, an all, an star I've been doing that a lot. All snub. You're just
2: prac you're practicing for next year when he makes it. <laughs> People <laughs> are like, "What? Damian Lillard got snubbed again for
1: Donovan Mitchell? No respect."
0: Legit. Nah, he got his one, dude. you give me my 50 bucks and nobody ever talks about Dave being an All-Star ever again.
1: Number Fresh one. Ones. Wait, I got to say this, actually. I just I just thought of this real quick. The Rising Stars Challenge is something I usually enjoy. It's going to be mm-hmm. electric this year, no?
2: It's going to be so good. I think the way they do it now with how many European players are in the game, genius marketing move by the, think about by the NBA. Mitchell, Adam Silver, oh, just
1: what a genius. Simmons. Oh, Simmons probably won't
0: play. Adam Silver, bro wow that, that? That,
1: that's gonna be so fun though that's gonna be real fun uh, if Lonzo Ball's healthy he'll be out there Kuzma John Collins probably be running up and down Frankie Nicotine shout out him he made the squad man
0: yo,
2: while we're talking about it and this we gotta Pete we gotta find out if the prop bet for this because uh, we we need to find it or create it somewhere uh Lonzo Ball is over under assists in this game if it's anywhere below like 15 we gotta hammer the over
1: 100 percent I will look that I'll get on that. I'm on that. He played in the McDonald's
2: All-America game. I'm pretty sure he had points and like 20 assists
1: in in a 40-minute high school. I'm all in on that prop bet, Duff. Shout out you. All right, so that's my case for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, no, actually, I didn't make the case yet. All I'm going to say is make it quick because we're we're getting long here. We got to get to this actual draft. Donovan Mitchell is a rookie and has stepped up as the number one scoring option on a team that is one of the few not in the playoff race right now in the West who has a chance to jump in. So he stepped up he's a rookie he's averaging 18 19 points a game it's damn impressive um but frank and duff i don't care who takes this one drew holiday a guy he, he's actually been an all-star before so he shouldn't be on this list i just remembered that oh wait but actually he's an, ex- he's an exception because he's literally a new person like that was shit Philly, philadelphia sixers drew holiday is not the same guy but he's starting to become that guy again but let's keep him on here for argument's sake why did he make the list this year
2: well, like you said, he's a new person and he hasn't played over 70 games since that all star season. Actually, he played 34 games, 40 games, 65, and then 67 last year. He's already up to 47 this year, which is huge. So, his availability is the best ability. People say that a lot. I don't know how much I believe in it, but I'm going to say it now. So, he's got 18 and a half points, five assists four rebounds, and a steal and a half a game. He's the number three guy on that team behind Davis and Boogie, obviously. He's just getting buckets for that team. Like He's shooting around 50% from which is huge for him because he's never averaged over 45. So he's 49.5 right now, and he's shooting 33% from three, which is okay. He's taking five a game. I would like that to be less, probably like three, but we'll deal with it. But I guess it's kind of the DeMar DeRozan effect I, I, where I just like the math more. works out that way. Yeah,
1: I like him shooting more.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, that, that's good though. I mean, he's he's the exception. I mean, like we said, he's a new person. So shout out Drew that He's having a bounce back year. Uh, now, Frank, before we move on to the Eastern nominations, I know this is one of your guys here. Steven Adams may never be an All Star in his career because he just like doesn't quite put up the numbers. So and is super unselfish, so he might never make it. So Bullshit. why is he the perfect All Snub?
0: He's a perfect all snow because he's young and I know Duff doesn't believe so, but he's still a little bit slept on. He still doesn't get talked about like the other guys do, even no, though he does get talked about. Um he's everybody as good defensively as probably any other center in the West. He athletically matches up with any center in the West. Um he's a phenomenal lob target for Russell Westbrook. Um just a good all around player, man. He's he's tough. He's a big man. He's going to do the dirty work for you. He's just a good garbage man to have on your team. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's an argument in that case.
1: Simple. Su- sweet and simple there, Frank. I like it. And yeah, keep it short, you know? Eric Gordon, sixth man of the year last year. He's just an obvious all snub. But now, moving on to the Eastern Conference because we got to get to this dang draft. I'm so excited to see the fight between Team Duff and Team Frank. You know, I'm, I'm more excited about after the teams are done, you two fighting about which team would win. Uh, rather than the <laughs> actual draft, that's why I want to get dude, this thing my moving. My team
0: already won. <laughs> yeah, we're your team already soul won. So right now, I t- uh, the the listeners are gonna
2: have to tweet at us and let us know. We'll put it up to a poll.
1: That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, after you guys draft, we'll put it on a poll on the website on Twitter. Uh, post the whole the whole team out there, and we'll have the the Twitter at NBA underscore outsiders. We'll let them figure it out. We'll let them decide. Um, but without further ado. Here are the Eastern Conference All-Snubs. The first four are Goran Dragic, Tim Hardaway Jr., who's been hurt, Dennis Schroeder, and none other than Lori Markkinen. There's a couple ones that are pretty interesting there. I think Goran Drogic and Schroeder will make the most sense. So, Frank, I got to go to you, man. Tim Hardaway Jr., even with his injuries, he's still an ass-star?
0: Yeah, so I guess this is a bit of my home pick because, you know, big Knicks fan over here, but... Um, when I watch, man, he, he's a difference maker for the team. They go from a bad team to a meh team when he plays. And he just got back the other night. He scored over 30 points the first night back, helped him get a nice win. Um, but like I said, it's more to the point where he's, you know, he's the, he might not be the two. He might be the three to canter, but. He makes it a close push, which actually makes the Knicks a better team, having two guys who are like 2A and 2B as opposed to 2 and 3. But even his end of last year, they, they gave him time in Atlanta to see if they can move him, see if he can prove his worth. And I think he proved way more than they expected. And he's just continued it while he's been on the court. So I didn't see a reason not to put him on.
1: I think you comparing him to Cantor as a scoring option on that team is kind of a slap in the face, dude. Tim Hardaway is definitely 2A or 1B <laughs> over Enos Cantor, like a 1,000%. I put Yeah, Cordy but that's, Lee.
0: that's only because of, like, we already we already have our big man's bunch of points. You know, you need to divvy it up, guards, and big men. But I'm just saying, like, any given night, like, I'd be comfortable if Enos Cantor put up 17 shots a night as opposed to, you know, somebody else.
1: All right, fair enough. All right, well, um, Duff, I want to go to you on this guy. I feel like this guy is like your spirit animal, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. L- Lori Markkinen making the all-snubs. Some might say a little premature, even for the all-snubs, but he made the nominations. What do you think about that?
2: It's not premature for me, and you're right about him being my spirit animal because any soft white man, soft large white man, is my spirit, spirit animal, <laughs> especially if he's a shooter in the NBA. So... That's why you love Kevin Love so he's, much. He's averaging like 15 <laughs> points. Yeah, what is it? 15 15 and a half points, seven and a half rebounds, and he's shooting 36% from three. Not great, but he's got six attempts per game from three, so he's just getting a ton of reps up. That's what I like about him. He's not scared to play. It looks like Hoyberg's just like, you need to get comfortable. You need to get some reps out there against the best talent in the world, and you need to learn how to try to carry this team because you are the future of this roster right now. Cause he's shown so many flashes of a really great player to come.
1: I love it, man. You couldn't have backed it up better. He's been a top scorer on a sneaky bulls team. That's actually been like, I don't, I don't want to hype up the bulls. I'm not trying to speak. Not good. So much. Entertain. No, but like they've won some games, they've beaten some good teams. They're, they're doing some things that you didn't expect. And Laurie marketing is a big part of that. Uh, and then to, to, Gor, uh, Goran Drogic and Dennis Schroeder, two guys who are the, the scorers and the assist guy on their team. Pretty impressive. A lot of people actually kind of thought Goran Drogic might be an all-star. I never saw that that would happen just because there was too much talent. People didn't even know if Bradley Beal and John Wall would be all-stars. Some say Goran Drogic should be in before them because the Heat are doing better, but come on. Like, that's just, that's not how it works. Goran Drogic's a great player, but he's not an all-star. He is the hey, all-snub. Up, bro. He's literally an all-snub of all time. Mm-hmm. Like He's always been in that teetering point of just, like, not quite an all-star. But he gets paid. Good for him. Uh, moving on to the next four in the East, we have another bull. Can you believe that? Nikola Mirotic makes the NBA all-snubs. And then Chris Middleton, Enos Cantor, and Robert Covington. Dude, Chris Middleton. Shout-out him. Where would the Bucks and Giannis be without Chris Middleton?
0: Honestly, they'd be in a lot of trouble. Um, he's really he's the guy who went into the floor for that team absolutely needed offensively to make it work um he's also a plus defender which definitely helps out having win guys who can defend like that um man i was talking i was talking about this with a few people earlier today actually like the bucks just desperately need an anchor on defense a big man and uh i don't know like i don't know if you could ask for much more from chris middleton who's Averaging over 20 points, probably will never be an all star, but shoots the ball well and defends, like I said. But I, I just, I don't know. He's, he's, I think he's second man on that team. I think he's better than so and, and even Jabari when Jabari's healthy. I think he's still better than both of those guys.
1: Hear me out for a second. This is kind of a backwards comparison because I think Chris Middleton's obviously better than this guy right now because he's just more, he's a veteran and he knows what he's doing. Chris Middleton and Kyle Kuzma. Kind of similar. Hmm. I don't hate that. I like I like your, your response
2: to that. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't hate that. Dude, they can slash. They can shoot. Real athletic. Put the ball in the hands positions. for a few it makes minutes. Makes sense to
0: me. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm buying.
2: It, I'm but... buying that comparison.
0: Also, Milwaukee used to be the Lakers, and now Los Angeles is the Lakers. Wow. Ooh, two fronts. Frank. I'm killing the game. I'm killing the game.
2: No, they're, Lakers used to be from Minnesota. Oh, Ooh.
0: shit. Blew yeah. the game. Total non-NBA outsider.
1: That, out. No, that's you're such an outsider. You got like a knockoff jersey once. that said the Milwaukee Lakers. And you're like, yo, <laughs> check out this yeah, old school it. jersey I got, I got, got bro. <laughs> Someone in China is like, yeah, Milwaukee, Minnesota, same thing. <laughs> and then I sent it over to you. You got scammed. Thank God you only paid 30 bucks. Um, Another guy on this list that I want to mention is Robert Covington. He got off to a super hot start. I know this is one of Duff's boys. He's definitely slowed down a little bit, but I think this man is Chris Middleton adjacent to the Sixers. He plays a really key role stretching the floor, especially now with J.J. Redick out. What do you, what do you think Robert Covington's worth is in the dynamic of Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and that Sixers team, Duff?
2: I think he is not not the same as Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is definitely better at creating his own shot, dribble and slashing to the rim, but Roko is a better shooter. So he he does what he what he does he does just as well as Chris Middleton. His purpose for this team is just to be 3 and D, you know, space the floor and knock down threes and then just guard the other team's best players so you can hide Saric, you don't tire out Ben Simmons and Joel is just too big. So he he does what you need him to do. And everyone was going crazy about how that contract was such a bargain when he was shooting like 45% from three. But he's, he's cooled off slightly since then. He's shooting almost 39%, which is still obviously great. But I don't know. I'm with and that. He's, a, he's I mean, an ant star.
1: He, he'll never be an all-star. He's just always going to be an ant star. In his life. And he'll never even really get the recognition because Ben Simmons and Embiid are two big names. And God forbid Melker Fultz ever plays. Like He'll be playing fourth fiddle at that point. Right now, he's like third fiddle-ish. Sometimes fourth. It depends how... Nah, I, if, nah, you mean yo. if Markel
2: you. Fultz plays a game. Yeah, I keep watching new videos. And every, yeah. every time he shoots a broken jumper, I feel like that's another day we're going to wait. he's definitely shooting like 200 a day so i don't think he's ever gonna play
0: yeah i'm gonna actually throw this out there while bab's not here i don't i don't try to hurt my man bab's feelings too much (laughs) i think Fultz is a full-blown bust oh my god that shot looks disgusting every time i see it
2: we need to have we need when bab comes back we need to have his dad on because he actually his dad is a physical therapist for those uh, who don't know, and
0: which would be most, uh, yeah. yeah. And,
1: um, uh, he you said that like somebody would he, know.
2: <laughs> yeah, they had a day. Whatever they had a conversation one day, and then Bab told me afterward about how his, his dad was trying to diagnose him, just kind of blind. He he, he had he had some very concerning words about the, the the phrase nerve damage was thrown out there. So that's all I'm gonna say. We're definitely mm-hmm. gonna have Bab on, or his dad, maybe.
1: This is exactly what NBA Outsiders breaking news me- is like. This is Outsiders breaking news. <laughs>
2: this is just an just outsider's theory you're not going to get from anyone.
1: Literally no one's hearing this anywhere else because it's absolutely ridiculous. We're citing our friend's dad who's been watching Markel Fultz shoot jump shots in, in Instagram videos. <laughs> but he's a season ticket holder. He's a season ticket holder,
2: so he That's a good pays point. Markel's salaries. So kind of a team <laughs> doctor.
1: That's con- That's a good. All right. You know what, Duff? You you sold me. I'm in. This guy got ner- nerve damage. Hundred percent.
2: It's it's sad, but it's true. He's going to be the Greg Oden of this generation.
1: Damn. Oh, that, you, my feelings are hurt, but I'm also kind of laughing. And I, 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 I kind of <laughs> it's a sad laugh. I think sure. we need to move on. All right. So the last four nominations for the Eastern Conference all snubs are Evan Fournier, Ben Simmons, Spencer Dinwiddie. Thank God he made it, and Tobias Harris. Um, I might have went with a different Orlando Magic member, but Evan Fournier, Frank. Why do you make the list?
0: Because he's better than Aaron Gordon. Just so shut up,
1: Nikola Vucevic, bro. You didn't know where I was coming. Okay,
0: I thought you were going Aaron Gordon. I'm about to poop all of you. Um, but Is no Vucevic actually. I like been no way, right? I don't think he has been. No, no, I
2: don't either. think he has been either.
0: Um, but I don't know. Vucevic just. He ain't fun to watch, yo. No one's going to games to watch Vucevic back down and take layups, you know what I'm saying? Like, more people probably go in there to see Evan Fournier pull up from 30 feet, hit a couple of threes, sauce on some people. Um, The big thing for me is he's been doing it for quite a while now. I think, you know, he's just a quintessential guy who's going to go out there and get your buckets uh, and probably never gets the love he deserves because of the team he's on. So, you know, thought I'd show him some love.
1: I like it. You know what? He'll never be an all-star, and he's averaged 20 points in his career before. So that, that literally is the definition of, a, of an A-star. So I like yeah, it. Yeah,
2: he's had four seasons averaging a double-double. Wow. And never even sniffed an all-star. Oh, you're That's talking what, about I, losing I guess because like, he was always on my fan teams, where I'm like, wow, this guy's actually low-key really good. So in my mind, I'm like, he's kind of an all-star snub. Every single year, and then it just never comes close.
1: I mean, he plays in Orlando, which we all know should be the Seattle Supersonics. And that's just facts.
2: Yeah, I do my best to try to not acknowledge that franchise because they need to be moved.
1: Yeah, it's, what it's over. About? The Orlando Magic. They should be the Seattle Supersonics. No, like, come on. Let's do it. Make I've it heard happen. Of
2: these guys. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you actually had me for a second. Um, but any, anyway, moving forward, uh, two more guys to talk about here because Ben Simmons, I think, makes sense to be on this list right now. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. If you don't know, please watch a, Net, a Nets game. Like, this guy is lifting a team of average talent who tries hard, and they're competing against good teams. And they brought the Thunder to the brink the other day, almost completed a great comeback on the Spurs. They've won some games here and there. And Spencer Dinwiddie, if you want to see a guy who has a great layup package, hits some Euro steps, and pulls from 30 feet, he's that guy. Like He is a good player, and I don't know how much longer he's going to be on the Nets if D'Angelo Russell comes back and is really good maybe they'll move him. I don't know, but this guy can play ball. Shout out Spencer Dinwiddie.
0: He looks like the guy from NBA street. That was like supposed to be Dr. J stretch. So like his little fro. And I just think stretch stretch. Yeah. Stretch. He looks like stretch a little bit. And I feel like that adds to the allure of Spencer Dinwiddie. But um, I just wanted to say real quick, like um, if you haven't seen Spencer Dinwiddie, you absolutely should, because uh, in my opinion, this guy's going to be playing for a contender. By the time All-Star break comes, I think he's one of the Nets' most attractive assets, and I think the Nets are going to be sellers, obviously. So, um, you know, he might be coming to a team that's very relevant, um, and he's got game, folks. He's got game, for real. If he I was almost, the Nets, man, I'm not hit leaving game him. the game-winner against the Thunder. If Russell Westbrook didn't hit that uh, buzzer-beaten layup, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's layup would have been the game-winner, so...
1: And his layup was know. dirty, too.
0: Yeah, oh it was goodness. equally as impressive. Without
1: a doubt. Um, This next guy, though, Tobias Harris. Some people thought he would make it. Some people were making the case for him over Andre Drummond, over his own teammate, because he's the leading scorer. He's their go-to offensive guy, right? I kind of don't see him in that light. I think he's just the guy who's there and isn't bad, so he scores. But Tobias Harris, nonetheless, whether I like him or not, you need to give him some props. He's having a good season, and... You know, the Pistons are in the playoffs right now, and he's a big part of why. So shout out to Tobias Harris. Any any thoughts on him?
2: Nah, uh, he's definitely an A Star. Yeah, never sniffed an all star.
0: Never will either.
2: Never not will. Either. This is the closest he was gonna get, you're right. But yeah. he's never gonna be an A star. But it's been how many years has he been in the league? Like six 10? maybe? No, not that long.
0: Probably not. He's younger than that. But regardless, um Oh wait, no, he's
2: just been on mad teams. It's only six years. Six yeah. years. I was looking at his, his basketball references, messing me up. He's like eight. There's, there's like 15 lines, but he's only been in six years.
0: <laughs> he's just a very viable scoring option. Uh, he's like a wing player, but he's kind of bigger than a wing normally he is, so he's hard to guard, um, and definitely deserving of an All Snub vote. Uh, that that's it.
1: About. Well, that's it, man. That's all the all snubs we got. Now it's time for the draft. So we're at about fifty minutes. So so let's spend the let's make this draft move along, and then, so we could discuss the end product of the team. Um, so I I now have to flip a coin, right? Just who's going to go first? Is that correct?
0: Oh yeah, we're doing it live.
1: So why I'm I'm flipping a coin here? I'm just going to read off the nominations one last time, very quickly, so we all have it refreshed in our head. And those nomination uh, nominees start with Lou Williams. Devin Booker, Tyreek Evans, Derek Favors, Clint Capella, Kyle Anderson, Larry Nance Jr., Will Barton, Drew Holiday, Stephen Adams, Donovan Mitchell, and Eric Gordon. From the East, we have Goran Drogic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dennis Schroeder, Laurie Markinen, Nikola Mirtich, Chris Middleton, Enos Cantor, Robert Covington, Evan Fournier, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Tobias Harris. All right. The coin is going to be flipped. When I snap, uh, Frank, call it out. Heads. And it's heads. Frank. Shit.
0: It's your pick first. first pick.
1: All right, so we're doing a little snake thing right here. So Frank picks one, Duff picks two, and then it's just two back and forth. Is that right? Yes. Sounds good. All right. So Frank, you have first pick. You kind of showed your hand earlier. So who you got? Let's make this thing move, too.
0: That was a big-time bluff. First pick, Ben Simmons.
1: Oh, snap.
0: That was
2: bluff. 100% who I was going to take first pick if I got it, so... Totally understand the move.
0: Get bluffed, boy. Duff, keep it
1: going, bro. All
2: right, so I'm going to take
1: Lou Williams
2: and Chris Middleton. Wow,
0: right, I like go, that pick.
1: So now, Frank, you got two. I'm
0: going to go Evan Fournier and Drew Holiday.
2: Good. You took Evan Fournier. Ew. I was not even going to draft that. Ew. You got it to me. If he was last pick, I wouldn't have taken him. i <laughs> uh, the dishwasher. I'm going to go Steven Adams. And then I'm going to cop Devin Booker. And I'm going to run Lou Willa point.
0: Uh, I'm going to cop Nikola Mirotic and Spencer Dimley. Nikola
2: Mirotic and Spencer Dimley. Okay.
1: This is where it's getting interesting. Hold on. Let's uh, take a quick break because that was some good fast moving right there. So let's recap. We'll recap it. We, let's recap it real quick. I got it here. So we got first pick of the draft, even though Frank duped us all. He took Ben Simmons. Then Duff went with Lou Williams and Chris Middleton, just shoring up the one and the three. And then Frank goes out of nowhere with Evan Fournier. That was a Wilds man pick, Frank. You know that, right? And then Drew Holiday, <laughs> which I like. And then Duff comes out, Steven Adams, Devin Booker shore up the bigs, like, picking with with purpose, unlike Frank. And then Frank comes out with Miritich and Dinwiddie, and that's pretty solid stuff right there. So that's what we got right now. Frank's got Ben Simmons, Evan Fournier, Drew Holiday, Miritich, and Dinwiddie, and Duff has Lou Will, Chris Middleton, Steven Adams, and Devin Booker. Duff, you're on the clock.
2: All right, I'm going to go Tyreek Evans and... Eric Gordon. And for those who don't know, Tyreek Evans is making like $3 million this year. I think we talked about this on Thanksgiving pod where we did uh, Black Thanks. Friday in the NBA. Yeah. I think he's making like $3 million this year, but he's averaging 20 points a game. He's a stud. So he's, he's an absolute. He, he, he is yeah. one of the sneaky strongest. and star. I'm shocked he dropped this far. I was
1: going to say, I can't believe Frank picked Evan Fournay over my man Tyreek Evans, who shoots threes now, by the way. Come on.
0: He's How shooting long? the same
2: percentage as Robert Covington. I have
0: my point forward. Fuck out of here. You guys don't know what you're talking about. All right, Easily all right, dude. To the experts. Put your
1: draft where your mouth is and pick your next two players.
0: My next pick is Spider Mitchell, aka Donovan Mitchell, aka the best player on the jazz. Um and, and Willie B. Buckets.
2: All right, I'm gonna take
1: Do, 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 I'm gonna go Dennis
2: Schroeder and I'm gonna go Clint Capella. Clint
0: did you down. Did already
2: take him? No, I took
0: Steven Adams. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Um I'm gonna go Lori Markinen and THJ.
1: Some shooting right there. Like it. Wait, did you say
2: Lori Markin and
1: who? Timmy, so Timmy
2: Hardaway. Oh, Tim Hardaway. All right, all right,
1: all right, all right. Um, we don't have too many more guys left on the board. Left on the board, we have Goran Dragic, Enos Cantor.
0: No, I picked Cantor. the fuck? Oh, did you? I thought I, I did. Never
1: mind. Oh, no, you didn't pick Andrew yet, dude. No, you didn't. Um, so we got Goran Dragic, Enos Cantor, Derek Favors, Kyle Anderson, Larry Nance Jr., that's it. That's all we got left. Come on, we're we're coming down the home stretch here.
2: All right, I gotta go. I got enough size, I'll I'll take Larry Nance Jr. <laughs> and then I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Rocco, some true three and
0: D. Man, you made a mistake. You should have locked up all the big men. He would have dominated rebound. I would have had no uh, But I'm gonna go Enos Cantor and Derek Favors. Need that size.
2: Larry Nance battles on the boards. Don't be mistaken.
0: If yeah. I tell him just go
2: out there and I need <laughs> you to get me 20 rebounds points, he'll do that.
0: That's uh, so why I got Evan Fournier for.
1: <laughs> All right, Duff, you got you're you're up, man.
2: All right, who's left on the board?
1: Goran Drogic. I think
2: these are these my last two picks.
1: Um do you actually get for the last pick, do you only get one? Is that how that works? Yeah, because Frank got one to start. So there's actually you get Goran Drogic. Congratulations. No, there's two guys left. Sorry. There's two guys left. Kyle Anderson as well.
2: So, I get Kyle Anderson and Gordon Drogic. Everyone else has been picked?
1: Everybody else has been picked.
2: All right. That's that's lit. Wait, I'll take do, both those guys. That no, have... that can't be. Frank's got to get one more.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you got to pick one, and then Frank picks one. No.
0: You, no, he picks two. I pick one because Tobias Harris hasn't
2: been Yeah. All right. Yeah,
0: I
1: didn't oh, think Oh, snap. I thought you picked him. Yeah, that's my bad. My mistake. Go, no, go on. So, Three guys left. So Kyle I'm gonna Anderson.
2: Pick, I'm going to pick Tobias Harris. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm going to grab Kyle Anderson, because that's my dude. Raptors. Yeah, uh, I'll
0: take Goron. Easy money right there.
1: Wow. And that's it. Off the bat, I'm trying to think here which team I like more. And the, the big one to me right now, Frank, how do you feel about Duffy having both Steven Adams
0: and Clint Capella?
2: That was a huge oversight.
0: Can't play at the same time. They're the same style of play, it's gonna clash, not gonna work. I'm gonna
2: dominate rebounding on on both my units. Like
0: nah, one spider, of those guys is gonna play. Spider in the board, Mitchell. Dude. Spider Mitchell's carrying my team. You gotta the two rookies. Think. You also gotta think though, I also have Ben Simmons, who's no slouch on the boards himself. I also have Markin and Miritich and Cantor. All can board up.
2: Yeah, you got you little everybody on your team can rebound. Obviously, Devin Booker and Eric Gordon are not going to give me any boards.
0: Yeah, so that's I think, why I kind of had to go
2: heavy on the bigs. Um,
0: wow. I like my team honestly. I would, I'm actually going to make these teams in 2K, and if you come over Saturday, we're going to play them.
1: Wow, look at that! Oh, wow,
0: so we need the poll up. and
2: then we get the actual results. Yeah, we're gonna. This, we're legit. To pick. So this is legit. So, NBA Outsiders bringing to you strong in 2018. That's it, man. All, That's what we're five, here to do.
1: 100%. We're going to have this on a poll on Twitter again, NBA underscore outsiders, man. You got to check that out. I'm going to put it on sportsblognewyork.com as well because this is a sportsblognewyork podcast. That's the all-snub draft. That's the S-Star draft. How do you guys feel about the first ever, the first annual NBA Outsiders all-snub draft?
0: I think it went really well. Uh, I think it's something that should just happen in general. I like sh- shouting out the people who maybe didn't get the love they deserved.
2: And I think my draft was just so much stronger than Frank. So I'm I'm sorry for your team that they had to be picked by you.
0: Um, That's all right. When it comes down to game time, I got some sneaky strategies. We're gonna play. We're gonna run this play. I call it the barking dog, and it's gonna get you. you to try outcoach me.
1: I have one all more right. question. I'm for you I'm not gonna guys.
0: try. I'm going to outcoach you. Right. I'm like LeVar Ball. All right. When I come there, my sons score 43 and 39 or whatever they did. All right. So it's
1: about. my son's the sons wait real quick though one more task for you two gentlemen team Duff versus team Frank the Anstars versus the All Snubs Uh, who are your starters let's match up your starters so I see that Duff already typed his out into our little group chat so Duff why don't you go first while Frank scrambles to figure out his starters um,
0: alright
2: starting for the NBA Stars. for Duff's NBA Anstars, we got Lou Williams on a point We got Devin Booker at the two, Chris Middleton at the three. And then I'm going to go Larry Nance Jr. at the four. And Steven Adams at the five. Ugh.
1: (laughs) Larry Nance? Why do you love him so much? I got
2: Tyreek coming off the bench. He's going to dominate.
1: Fine.
0: My starting five is going to be Ben Simmons at the one. Timmy Hardaway Jr. at the two. Donovan Mitchell at the three. Lori at the four, and...
1: Derek Favors at the five. Nice. I Actually, Frank, shout out. I like the Derek Favors over Enos Cantor to start there. I don't think uh, Cantor and Adams m- would match up. Actually, you know what? They, they're they kind of like... I don't know. I w- How would Steven Adams and Enos Cantor match up? I, I'm actually... I just stunned myself. Does Cantor body up <laughs> with Adams?
0: More. I think he's... Uh, uh, Probably not as strong, but he's probably just Enos Enis Kanter is a finesse player, my man.
2: That's true. Yeah, he's got that finesse that's that Stephen Adams doesn't have. Stephen Adams got the size and the brute strength.
0: Yeah.
1: So
2: you like uh, actually, favors
0: it's a against Stephen Adams, obviously. It's probably pretty even.
1: So you like uh, the Derek Favors going up against Stephen Adams better?
0: I like Derek Favors to start. He's less of a scoring option. I got my big time scores in my starting lineup. And then I can run a lineup out there with Willie Barton and Engineers Cantor in two-line. That's like 30 points right there between the two. So And you
1: got uh, Dinwiddie off your bench, too.
0: Yeah, man. My team is just, you know, superior.
1: And Duff it. actually has the sixth man of the year and Eric Gordon off his bench. These teams are pretty damn good, man. I must say, the, the all snubs have game. That's why they're here. There are six
2: uh all snubs on on either team that are currently on my fantasy team. So that shows you a lot about how average my team
0: is. <laughs> I was going to say that's not that's not a good thing. <laughs> team oh, is
2: very man.
1: average. I have an unbelievably average team and if I didn't have Steph Curry on my NBA fantasy team, like I would be below average. Thank God for him. But otherwise painfully painfully average is my team. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we did a little something different, a little twist on the NBA All-Star Draft. We actually, we didn't televise it, but we podcasted it. We did the NBA Outsiders podcast. We're doing it live. We did the All-Snub Draft. We got Team Duff versus Team Frank. Um, We might need you guys to play this 2K game because the poll will be the poll, and then we'll treat it like the real thing. We'll do the fan vote is the poll, and then we'll do, you know, uh, 100 simu- simulation. Uh, Yeah, hundred times simulations of your teams, and then the final thing worth fifty percent. The two things are worth twenty five percent, the uh vote and then the simulations, and then fifty percent of it, basically if you take if you take the game in real life, the head to head on two K, you got a chance to take it home. We might have to make this happen.
0: We might. Duff's just gotta be a man of his word and actually come on Saturday. <laughs> I, I guess it's up
2: to me now. We gotta do it. He's
0: definitely not showing up. But we got to <laughs> <laughs> we got time we'll and play, technology uh,
2: We'll play online <laughs> Oh
0: yeah with your, with your PC PC edition of 2K That Psych. would be so fucked no. <laughs> That would be such a terrible <laughs> game to play
1: Damn um, Alright yo uh, This has been good stuff We miss our man Justin Babb He'll be back on the podcast soon uh, Before oh, we say goodbye can I say for, something real quick? Oh for good For sure
0: Hey Bab, If you're listening to this I just You know I'm, I don't care I'm gonna say it I don't care that you broke your elbow <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, shit. oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> so yeah if he if he doesn't say anything about
1: this he's in big trouble right that means he's a bad friend that he didn't listen
2: yeah he's definitely <laughs> a bad friend. wait was he talking about that vine with you or are you just yeah. like mentioning it randomly
0: i i said it to him when it happened because i didn't believe you guys when it, he said it so i just said that immediately but
2: dude you know what was so funny before that happened with Like, for his birthday in November, we were in the Poconos. And for whatever reason, that vine came up. And then, like, a month later, he actually breaks his fucking up. (laughs) Damn. Poor poor Batman. (laughs) He spoke that into existence on himself. Lamar it. Damn. All
1: right, shout-out, Bab. We'll be back soon. But last thing I was going to say before I gave you guys your last chance, um, the NBA Outsiders are coming back, man. We're back with our first episode since mid-December. It's been a minute, but we wanted to make sure – when we came back, we had our stuff a little bit more together, a little bit more um, fun segments and less just BS. So we bring you guys some real NBA outsider content, and we started off right with the most outsider thing we can do, the all-snub draft. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Duff and Frank, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing which team our audience likes best on Twitter.
0: Yeah, may the may the best beta man win, a.k.a. Duff. Just kidding. We- we're
2: gonna <laughs> Yeah, sure. wait, you're hoping I win? Uh we're <laughs> gonna find out we're gonna find out which which of our listeners have brains or not. You Same. pick my team, you're obviously a smart NBA fan. You know.
0: How could you vote for someone so smug? Just saying.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not here to argue with you, Frank. I'm just telling you I have the better team. Again, how could you pick someone so smug?
1: I love it. All right, we're gonna keep this thing going on Twitter. So keep up with that at NBA underscore outsiders and i am P. Kennedy. I'm
0: Duff. And I'm Frank.
1: Now you guys make me feel weird for saying my full name. But whatever, man. This is NBA Outsiders Podcast. (laughs) Shout Shout out the All Snubs. Shout out you for listening. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. We'll be back next week with some more. Stay tuned.